0: SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering, real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: Welcome to hour number two of the morning after live right here on SportsGrid and Sirius XM Channel 1. that's the home for sports grid radio on sirius xm all across the spiz grizz network that's sports grid and i am ben stevens thank you for joining us here live on this thursday morning a big big week in major league baseball about 40 45 games left of this mlb regular season it is the home stretch although it still feels like we have a ton of games left but in 162 of those regular season contests once you get down to this point mid late august it's september and then the calendar flips to october that's playoff baseball so teams trying to find that position in the postseason whether at the top of the leagues in the standings for that postseason positioning based on seeds or just their way into a postseason appearance and we have seen that play out this week in milwaukee between the brewers and the dodgers now yesterday the dodgers getting a win in a pitcher's duel A short win for the Dodgers, but still a win for L.A., which makes today's fascinating line all that much more interesting. It's Corbin Burns on the bump for Milwaukee. Of course, the reigning National League Cy Young winner. It's day baseball out there in Milwaukee, Wisconsin today. Yet the Brewers are booked as an underdog, even money at home at plus 100. The Dodgers a slight favorite at minus 118. Now, if you remember two days ago on Tuesday, The Dodgers were a road underdog. Only the third game all year long that Los Angeles was booked as an underdog and Milwaukee won. The Dodgers have taken the first two games of the three in this set. So two of the first three, I should say, against the Brewers. Milwaukee trying to even out this four game series against LA today. But again, the Dodgers booked as an underdog two days ago, but with Corbin Burns on the bump, the Dodgers are the favorites starting Andrew Heaney. It's interesting when you look at what Corbin Burns has done this year. He's not going to win the Cy Young for a second straight season, but he does have the second best odds. It's just that Sandy Alcantara has run away with this award for the Miami Marlins. But look at the K prop for Corbin Burns today. It's at seven and a half. The under has the slight juice at minus 118. And the Dodgers with a lefty heavy lineup don't strike out a ton against righties. But you see that number 181 strikeouts this year for corbin burns a 239 era and an eight and five record but the 181 from a strikeout perspective is the second most k's of any pitcher this year in major league baseball and seven and a half is relatively up there against la but it's not the highest k prop we have seen for burns this year they often are eight and a half or nine and a half for the strikeout machine that can be corbin burns at times again Interesting to see that line with Corbin Burns at home in underdog against the Dodgers. I understand the Dodgers are the best team in baseball. 81 wins this year, but against the Dodgers with Corbin Burns as an underdog. Again, that strikeout prop seven and a half today. But the Brewers are in contention for the National League Central right now. They are, as it currently stands, three games behind the Cardinals because St. Louis has won Three straight games, and St. Louis continues to stack up wins. They have won seven of their last ten, and St. Louis also taking on a National League West opponent today in day baseball. That would be the Colorado Rockies with Uncle Chuck out there on the bump. Adam Wainwright gets the start for St. Louis, and at home they are not an underdog like the Brewers are in Milwaukee today. Nearly a two and a half dollar favorite. Against the Rockies, minus 240 right now for the Redbirds. A welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here. The second hour of the morning after live right here, all across the grid in Sirius XM channel 159. All of our terrestrial radio affiliates now in the fold as well. Thank you for joining us here on this Thursday TMA. Big divisional series all week long, even between two separate divisions, but that have implications for the National League Central because both the Cardinals and the Brewers, a two-team race for that top spot in the National League Central, taking on two teams from the National League West. The Brewers, the harder of the two against the Dodgers. The Cardinals, as you can see there, at home today in the first baseball game of the day against the Colorado Rockies, 1.16 p.m. Central Time, local time in St. Louis. Actually, even earlier, 12.16 p.m. Central Time, One sixteen p.m eastern and the cardinals a minus 240 favorite right now for their matchup against the rockies as we look at things currently we had some make playoff odds available earlier this week on the FanDuel sportsbook and again both the cardinals and the brewers are vying for spots in the postseason whoever wins the division of course will get that berth into the playoffs but maybe the other team in the national league central still in the running for an NL wildcard spot. You can see that number on the Redbirds, minus 600. It was the best odds of the time of any team out of the National League to reach the postseason in those odds that were available. But the Brewers are still favored slightly to get into the playoffs as well at minus 145. Milwaukee is three games back of the National League Central. The St. Louis Cardinals own that top spot and two games back of the National League wildcard race, that third and final spot right now in the NL currently occupied by the San Diego Padres. And a quick look at those divisional odds that are back up on the FanDuel Sportsbook in the National League Central. The Cardinals, minus 290. The Brewers at plus 230. Now, Milwaukee not expected to win today. If the Cardinals cash in as a minus 240 favorite, that lead grows to four. That number will be closer to minus 350 by the time we wake up tomorrow on a Friday for the National League Central odds. Back to football in these preseason months. Looking forward to the regular season here on the Morning app.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: It feels like a football Thursday live right here on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM channel 159 preseason week number two starts tonight the Seattle Seahawks and the Chicago Bears the Seahawks a three and a half point home favorite with a total that stands currently on the FanDuel Sportsbook at 40. And we are very pleased to welcome back onto the show to give us the handicapping edge for preseason football, or at least looking forward to the regular season in the NFL. It is Bill Crackenberg, one of the best in the industry, the sharpest mind that I know. And if you want any more expertise and insight, make sure to be following along with the Crack Wins app as well. Crack, thank you so much for joining us here. Back on the morning after. We look forward to having your insight throughout football season.
2: Hey, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. I uh, miss you guys. Were you, were you guys on the whole summer? Or were you on the whole summer vacation, Ben?
1: We had a, all summer, plowing through, just doing what we can here, and happy to have you back here on TMA. With all the other cool. sports that we came to hit on, we're glad to have you back to talk a little football and any else, anything else you want to share from that insight perspective. So, Crack, let's start in the preseason. Week number two starts sure. tonight in Seattle. Again, the Seahawks, a three-and-a-half-point favorite, against the Bears crack what is your approach to betting on preseason NFL football
2: well uh you know preseason NFL football has been really successful for me I actually don't do a lot of regular season games as you guys probably remember I do a lot of totals I'll do some correlated parlays first half and of course proposition bets but uh preseason football is where it's at to bet sides uh and totals both uh, it's been the first week. listen, anyone worth their weight in salt. that's a handicapper. If you're not beating things like preseason football, you probably should get a different hobby. It's that simple. Um, following market market capping uh, literally um, l- literally following the media, following your socials. Um, you know there's so many different things to look at here. Beat reporters, very important happened to be very important last week in, in, in a couple games. Uh, just j- They know more about that team that's going to be on the field than anybody. Uh, you know, the, the, the socials where the, the coaches or assistant coaches or someone puts out something and how, how long they may play or play, may, may not play. You have to know the coach's motivation, what coaches want to win the games. Uh, obviously, you see what Baltimore has done. Um, so there, there's that, and there's also the the, the, the quarterback The quarterback depth, how many quarterbacks are there on the team? Uh, Are they going to play even for a series, the first and second string? Are they not going to play? Um, My own opinion is starting in week two, you you only have week three. You only have three weeks of preseason. I I would get a couple reps here for uh, some of the guys that haven't really been in there against uh, uh, big opponents that are trying to tackle them. So, uh, you know, you, you, you want to get them a, a couple of snaps here, at least in week three you will. But right. um, So that there, there you go. That there's the strength, really. Uh, it's the reason why I started out 5-1 and one for my guys. And over the years, I'm, I don't want to tell you the percentage because it doesn't sound believable. But college, I mean, I'm sorry, not college, uh, preseason football, uh, I'll bet more on preseason football and, and, and literally than I'll bet on, uh, you know, the regular season as far as sides go. So,
1: right there can probably be more edges when the market is a little bit softer here throughout the preseason schedule and crack we see the total for tonight fluctuating a tad it opened at 39 and a half got up to 40 and a half down to 40 this morning and now live on FanDuel that over under for the Seahawks and the Bears is live at 41 tomorrow night's first game on a Friday evening the Panthers and the Patriots that over under currently stands at 40 and a half and cracked the story last week out of preseason week number one out of the 16 games 13 of them hitting in over what do you make of those strong over trends now in this preseason slate
2: good good question and and if you count the uh, hall of fame game i guess it's 14 and three really um yeah these overs obviously the bookmakers got it wrong it's not just some variance here that made these games uh you know uh, go over they, they got they got it wrong. They didn't know uh, the defenses really weren't going to be really hard tackling first game, didn't want to get no one hurt. And there was other reasons. Well, what happened here in week two of preseason, eight points was added, an average of eight points to every single game. Now, uh, if we, if you guys notice, all the sharp groups, there's only three or four sharp groups, they came in and went under almost on every single game uh, yeah. On this week two preseason, so under it, it was the play. It was the play in tonight's game. It was the play in tomorrow night's game. It's it's every mm-hmm. game, uh, literally except for one, I believe, was was hit to the under by one of these syndicate groups. So uh, I think they probably overreacted here. Maybe they'll play a little bit harder defense this week, uh, and, and and you know get some get some reps in. I, I I think the bookmakers overreacted by adding so many points to the games. And uh, we'll see what happens. Who knows? I mean, they still could go crazy and start scoring this week. We don't. We we really don't know. But I think it'll be a tighter, a tighter week. I think the, the scores will be a little bit lower than, than the last week.
1: Yeah, eleven of the sixteen games last week for Week One of the preseason combined for forty-two points or more. So more offensive production than expected. In crack, last week the totals were booked probably more around thirty-three and a half, thirty-four and a hook, maybe thirty-five. Now we're already seeing them north of 40 so what do you do when you see the market maybe overreact do you ride the overtrend or does it get to a peak and you say all right now we have to hit the underside of this bet
2: yeah i personally uh bet three or four i think about four unders uh, on these games this week there was no over betting by me but yet the regular season, I have no problem betting overs. You could bet overs now. You know, years ago, all the sharp guys, they bet unders and they bet underdogs. That is gone. If you haven't evolved, you're going to get caught in the dust because uh, you could definitely bet overs throughout the season. Uh, but but as far as preseason here, uh, of course, also, Ben, I want to tell your, your, your audience here, the most important thing about preseason, let's not even talk about these totals for a second, is making sure you get the key numbers of one and two. Very, very important yep. in preseason football. If a team's down 17 to 10, you know, 50 seconds left in the game, they get a touchdown, you can guarantee the final score is going to be 17-16 or 18-17. They're going for two. They're just trying to win the game, and it, it, it doesn't count anyway. So, uh, that therefore, the two and the one becomes real important. We see what happened in this in this Patriot game last night. Yesterday, the Wise Guys hit this game plus two and literally yeah. turned the game around. Now Patriots are two-and-a-half-point favorite. That's a four-and-a-half-point move around the key numbers that I'm talking about, the one and the two. So you ask me, and people will email me or DM me and say, okay, crack, uh, Patriots, yeah, great. Oh, my God, Belichick, he loves to win. Even though they lost last week by two, maybe they'll really be pumped up. Should I still bet them now? N- no. No. The answer is absolutely not. The probably only right way to bet this game now is taking the opposite side plus two and a half. You do not want to be on the wrong side of a four and a half point move, and now you're laying the two and a half like a sucker. You just don't.
1: Yeah crack i think it's a great point because the key numbers in the preseason of one and two a little bit different than those key numbers in the regular season where three and seven seem to be the more important nfl football game numbers all right only about 45 seconds left crack if we look forward to the regular season now in the futures market the buffalo bills the favorites to win the super bowl this upcoming year in the national football league plus 650 is the price on Buffalo, do the futures market a Super Bowl bet, a divisional bet? Does that garner your attention? Only if
2: I'm, only if I'm like stealing, if I'm getting the information on Tom Brady, uh, you know, before everyone else or with everyone else, all the wise guys that got it and get the thirty-five or forty to one to win the Super Bowl. I don't like betting into a futures market like this because of the big takeout. I just don't. However, yeah. I will tell you when there's a boost like. Your, your, your FanDuel has there, when they have a boost or something, I personally have used the boost this year to bet the futures market. So a boost means you're getting 25% more on a payout, uh, 50 bucks extra or something. So I'll use them. I'll use them for the boost. I'll use them for that. But I'm not really looking to bet in the future market with a double digit holds.
1: Crack, great to have your expertise back here on the morning after. We look forward to having you here throughout this football season. Bill Krackenberger, one of the best in the industry. Again, follow all of his expertise on the Crack Wins app. Crack, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. More of the morning after is up next. The WNBA playoffs began last night, and some big news in the NBA. LeBron James remains the late
0: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
1: the people are fired up here on the morning after because i just got a new apartment And the expectation and the excitement level is high as we welcome James Young back onto the morning after right here on SportsGrid and Sirius XM channel 159. We don't call him coach for nothing. We have a scouting report on a daily basis. We have his hardwood handicap for both what we are seeing in the WNBA playoffs and some big news out of Los Angeles around LeBron James for the future in the purple and gold of the LA Lakers. J.Y., welcome back to the morning after it is great to have you here on TMA
3: I mean you're you're almost as excited as you getting an apartment Ben what about the with the big game by you guys tonight in the Bell Works League I oh. need a dub out of you guys tonight Big Ten Ben is back so I mean a win should be on the horizon
1: for the boys too much action on the hardwood right now. Sports Grid laying the three and a half in our first playoff game in our rec league at Bell Works. The defensive coordinator, like I what to what I like to call myself JY, is back tonight. Let's have some fun with that later on. But we start in the NBA. Yesterday, LeBron James signing a historic extension with the LA Lakers. Two years, ninety-seven point one million. It makes him the highest paid player in NBA history, north of 500 mil, a half bill in guaranteed money throughout the duration of his very long and obviously very successful NBA career. JY, what does this mean? LeBron James signing a two year extension with the Los Angeles Lakers.
3: Mm-mm-mm. CMB, cash money brother. Get that bag, Bronny. Can the coach get a couple? I need a little bit. I need some more shaving cream. I'm starting to run a little below low on my product. But listen, Ben, this is all about this year, then the two-year extension. Yep. But here's the key, folks. Opt-out. When does the opt-out take place? 24-25 season, Folks, here's what you got to know. Who comes into the NBA in 2024? that would be Bronny james so he has mm. set himself up to escape out of l.a. if he's unhappy with the direction of the team and or Bronny is not drafted by the lakers this puts i think a lot of pressure on the lakers to make a move and to compete this year and next hello kyrie urban maybe
1: Absolutely so, and that could be coming the Lakers' way, although Adrian Rojanowski reporting yesterday for ESPN that the Lakers have offered up a couple future first-round picks, and the Nets at this point have said, no, nah, that's not enough for Kyrie Irving. But let's focus on this two-year window in this two-year extension. LeBron was set to be a free agent this next offseason, this upcoming summer in the NBA. He decides that he's going to sign the extension now. Again, two years, 97 0.1 million dollars lebron james on december 30th this year my mother's birthday as well turns 38 years old jy what does the lakers title timeline look like in your mind
3: great mama stevens is turning 38 god bless her that young lady but listen <laughs> all seriousness when you look at the title lines the lakers still aren't in the league of the clippers the suns Obviously, the Warriors, the Nuggets. You know, I, I don't think they're maybe, if may, maybe, the best it could be is fifth best. And I haven't even talked about teams like Dallas, teams like mm. Memphis, a team like the New Orleans Pelicans, Hint Hint, FanDuel, take the over on their win total. They're going to be really, really good with a motivated Zion coming back. So, yeah, I think a lot of this also is, you know how it has been you know yep. you get the lakers people you get the lakers people and get all juiced up yep. i see lebron got the extension and they're like yo let's run to the window and vegas is saying please give us your money please give us your money so you can bet that plus 1800 to win the championship i think there are far better odds you can get from a lot of other teams that i would rather put my money on right now than the lakers
1: 18 to 1 the ninth Best price. The Lakers have the fourth best odds in the Western Conference. We'll see how this market continues to move throughout this summer. But that's the NBA championship. That's a long way away. That's next June. Right now, it's the WNBA postseason where we await a champion crowned in the W and JY. Right now, the Aces, the favorites on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Las Vegas was a 15 and a half, 16 and a half point favorite for their opening game of their series last night against the phoenix mercury and depending on where you got that number las vegas either covered or pushed or maybe didn't because they won by 16 over phoenix but making easy work last night in vegas 79 63 what did you take away from the series opener between the aces and the mercury very
3: very pesky performance by the phoenix mercury folks they were only down five at the half they were in this game they were leading at some point in the third quarter they ran out of steam. Obviously, I mean, you feel so bad for the Phoenix Mercury after all yep. they've been through, with obviously the d- situation with Brittany Grider, then the Taurasi injury, then Skylar Diggins-Smith asked out for personal reasons, and then lastly, they're in the game, and poor Shea Patty gets hurt and probably blows out her Achilles. Like, this is a team that can't catch a break. Vanessa Nygaard has done as good of a job as any coach this year, including Becky Hammond. Remember, folks, the Phoenix Mercury were the runners up this year. They were expected to contend, even with firing Sandy Bordello as the coach. So what they got was a great performance, but it's one of those things where they wore them down and a pivotal point, a flagrant foul, and Chelsea Gray done woke up. I took her over 13 and a half points. She got the 19. She was in a bad mood. She basically put the game herself away early in the fourth quarter
1: and let's not forget the aces entered the series opener last night as an outright favorite at minus minus four thousand to pull off a sweep in two games out of this best of three series that was minus 600 and now the aces a 15 and a half point favorite for game number two in viva las vegas on saturday night and as we showed you in the championship odds vegas moves to minus money minus 110 The reigning WNBA champions, J.Y., the Chicago Sky, entered the postseason with the second-best odds, only a couple of cents behind the aces. But what happened last night in Chicago? Oh, it's something that James Young called. A New York Liberty upset. They were a a nine-and-a-half-point underdog, and New York goes on the road and wins outright by seven, 98-91. J.Y., take a victory lap here, but don't pat yourself on the back too hard.
3: No, I won't pat myself on the back, Jordan. Listen, Ben, you've been on them as well. Bocce's been on them. Sheets has been on them. We've been all on the Liberty because of the fact that yep. they have not been healthy. And when they score, they are flat-out dangerous. And you can talk about Dangerfield and what she brings to the table since she's been to the Liberty. You know, but Anescu, 22. Bolson, 13-7, yep. and 3-4 for four from 3. Laney, seventeen points. She's healthy, folks. That's one reason why I think the Liberty could win this series. Howard, twenty-two. But boy, Johansson's this, boy. This little French girl, man, this girl got some game. Listen, I'm telling you right now, if you're big for the Liberty and you're rolling to the basket, put your head on a swivel, cause that girl at ninety-one eighty-five threw one of the best passes I've seen. Male, female, high school, pro, college, left. Handed whip pass on the run, and that started the 13 to nothing run to end the game. The Liberty have lost a lot of close games, Ben, including a yep. game that they lost by two to Chicago on the Vanderzwaan three. That was a really fishy line from the get-go. If you understand how the Liberty are, you're going to know that that team had a chance, and they have a chance to win the series. But something tells me you're gonna get a really good punch by Chicago in game number two on Saturday.
1: The Sky an eight and a half point favorite for game number two on Saturday. Still a heavy favorite there, but Chicago moves back to the fourth best odds to win the title in the W this year at plus 700. Let us not forget, the Liberty entered the series as a plus 320 outright underdog. There will be a game three back at the Barclays Center in New York. That is what we can guarantee. And J.Y., who was the former associate head coach for Monmouth Women's Basketball, has seen his fair share of dimes throughout his career. We can expect some maybe out of Sue Bird this evening for the Seattle Storm taking on the Washington Mystics. Coach, this is expected to be the most competitive series. The Storm only a minus 170 outright favorite. And in tonight's opener, just a four and a half point favorite at home against the Washington Mystics. How do you break down this matchup?
3: Superstar power, and, and, and you got players on both teams. But to me, I'm looking at Seattle Storm minus four and a half as the play versus the Mystics. Mystics are two and five against the spread, their last seven games. Meanwhile, coming into tonight, Seattle five and two against the spread, their last seven overall, five and two against the spread, the last seven home games. And listen, folks, I've said on this network. Tina Charles has been the difference maker as the inside presence to go with Brianna Stewart, give me the storm, minus the
1: points. And in the other game that we have tonight, J.Y., Connecticut now, the second best odds to win a WNBA championship. The Sun, a nine and a half point favorite at home against the Dallas Wings. What's the pick for this game this evening in the WNBA postseason?
3: I'm gonna go with Dallas Wings plus the points. They've been really good down the stretch. And if they come up with props for my girl Marina Mabry, shout out Marina pride of Manasquan High School down here. She dropped about 30 when coach was a high school coach. Look for my girl Marina to go over 20 points tonight. Shout out Marina, get it
1: done baby. James Young, a coaching legend in the state of New Jersey. We might need some of that expertise for the Sports Grid Rec League postseason tonight as well jy thank you very much tons of action in seattle this evening we go to the pacific northwest up next
0: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
1: A big night in Seattle preseason week number two starts tonight in the National Football League. The Seahawks a three and a half point home favorite against the Chicago Bears. And as we just detailed with J.Y., the Seattle Storm, a four and a half point favorite in their opening game of their first round series against the Washington Mystics in the WNBA postseason. A ton of Seattle love here to round out the morning after. Live right here on this Thursday, Michaela Mattis, joins the show right now making her TMA debut. She is the host of the PNW showdown podcast, the Pacific Northwest showdown podcast covering everything Seattle sports. Michaela, thank you for joining us here bright and early out there on the West Coast on the morning after.
4: Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Uh, It was really hard to choose. Not really, but I'll be at the storm game tonight for that game one of the playoffs. We have season tickets and so. I will unfortunately miss that Bears game, but it will be recording and I will definitely go back and rewatch it after we get home from the storm game tonight.
1: Listen, I love football as much as anybody. I love preseason football. I don't let people tell me it's preseason. It doesn't matter. I love preseason football, but it's WNBA postseason action. It's Sue Bird's final year. If you can be there for the storm and the sticks tonight, that's the seat to have in Seattle. But we'll start. With that game between the Bears and the Seahawks. Again, Seattle a three and a half point home favorite tonight for the preseason opener of week number two. How do you break down this matchup, Michaela, and what you can expect tonight for the Seahawks against the Bears?
4: It's going to be really interesting to watch both of these teams because I think right now with the preseason, it's going to be kind of an equal play out there. Um, We're going to see Geno Smith starting for the Seahawks. That was not originally the plan as Drew Locke came down with COVID. They did want him to start to really see how this QB battle would pan out to give him an opportunity to really fight for that QB1 position. Uh, So we'll see uh, Geno Smith out there for the whole first half, it sounds like, according to Coach Pete Carroll. And then we're going to see Jacob Easton out there in the second half who has only had five regular season snaps in the NFL, so he's going to get a lot of opportunity to show what he has. He is a University of Washington um, product, so that will be exciting to see him go out there and get an opportunity. And I'm really interested to see if they allow Justin Fields to have more time on the field. I think he yeah. still needs to develop. I think he needs a lot more reps before the season starts. I don't think he's there at that franchise quarterback level yet to be able to say, we're going to keep you on the bench as long as possible. I think he needs those reps leading into the season. So I'm interested to see if they have him play a little longer. He went four for seven, I think like 48 yards um, in the preseason game on Saturday. And Trevor Simeons showed out for the Bears. You know, He was seven for 13, two touchdown passes, 89 yards. So they need to give him an opportunity to play. Um, If they want to see how Justin Fields actually does. I'm really interested to see how the offensive line continues for the Seahawks. That was a really bright spot for them in the preseason game one on Saturday with Charles Cross at left tackle and Abe Lucas at right tackle. They really went in and bolstered that in the draft, which is ironic considering that's what, you know, everybody's like, oh, that's kind of a diss on Russell Wilson. Now in Denver, they're going to bolster the offensive line and What I'm looking for tonight is consistency, right? Showing that they can really take control of the line against a starting defensive line with the Bears. They might see Robert Quinn out there, right? So some really solid linemen. Um, And then how is this run game going? We know that Pete wants to lead with the run game this season. Our running back room has really struggled to stay healthy. I think Rashad Penny might get a few reps today. He's coming back from a minor groin injury, They might try to not play him as much because of his injury history, but I really want him to dominate the run game as he did at the end of the season last year. And, you know, DJ Dallas was exceptional on Saturday. So be on the lookout for DJ Dallas in the run game as for the bears. I don't think that that's going to be as much of a threat today because I don't think they'll start David Montgomery. I think they'll rest him as due to his injury history as, as well and then the defensive line for the Seahawks is young and they're fast same with the linebacker core so you're looking for Daryl Taylor coming off the edge with his speed and you're looking at Boye Mafe who really impressed last Saturday with two sacks and a tackle for loss and the Bears offensive line gave up five sacks last week so be on the lookout for the Seahawks offense or defense coming in and just dominating the offensive line with their youth and their speed. And then, of course, their veteran presence in the middle there with Al Woods, Shelby Harris, uh, Puna Ford. So it's going to be a really exciting game to watch. And then, of course, the secondaries for both teams are really young. So there's still competition happening there at the quarterback spot, the cornerback spots for both teams. Tariq Woolen has been very solid. It's something that's not really seen as much in the preseason game because he blew coverage and gave up a touchdown. But he's been very solid in coverage in training camp against DK Metcalf. He's giving him a run for his money. So pay attention to Woolen's development as well as Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant is sticky. I mean, the reception that was given up for a touchdown last week, that was a really good catch. That was a solid placement of the ball and a really good catch, but Kobe Bryant was all over him. So those are the things to look out for in this game. I think it's gonna be a pretty even matchup for a preseason and the players that are gonna play, but it's a really great opportunity to see the development of all the young players, including the wide receivers that, that is gonna battle it out. Bo Melton, Derek Young, Let's see if they can earn a spot on the roster in that wide receiver role.
1: This is what the preseason is all about. Figuring out the depth chart across your entire roster and finding that throughout training camp as well. And of course, there are quarterback questions on both sides. Chicago for Justin Fields entering year number two. And for the Seahawks, who will be that new QB for Pete Carroll and his club? As you said, Michaela, no Drew Locke tonight out for this game due to testing positive for COVID-19. Geno Smith. Got the start last week in week number one against the Steelers. 10 of 15 for 101 yards through the air. Drew Locke, very similar numbers. 11 of 15 for 102 yards passing and also through two touchdowns. For week number one of this NFL season, Michaela, when the Seahawks welcome in the old quarterback in Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos on Monday night, who do you expect to get the start at quarterback? Will it be Geno Smith or Drew Locke?
4: I do think it will be Geno Smith. I think that Seahawks fans are really pushing for Drew Locke. I think that they want him to be that next starting quarterback for Seattle, and I think it's because of his youth and his ability to be mobile and his potential for development with his his arm. Um, but I think where the battle is at right now with what Seattle wants to start the season with, it's going to be Geno Smith. He has the experience with the playbook. He has experience with the players and the receivers on the team. He has the experience in the league overall. And I don't think that it would be wise to put Drew Locke in when he hasn't really had the reps with the first team as much against Russell Wilson and the Broncos when that was a whole... It's already going to be a huge game and a lot of pressure, and I don't think that throwing him out there game one at this point would really be setting him up for success. So I also, on the flip side, think that if Geno Smith struggled at all, I don't think there would be hesitation to pull him and to put Drew Locke in. I don't think there's any sort of commitment to saying, if we're going to start you, that you have to stay in, and then we're going to treat you like a franchise quarterback. I don't think that's the case either.
1: It will be very interesting to see what pete carroll's final determination is for week number one and again russell wilson will play in seattle week one on that monday night but for the denver broncos it's a new era for sure in seattle the legion of boom no longer there on the defensive side of the football and a new quarterback to decide as well the seahawks win total Michaela, is five and a half for this 2022 season the plus 540 number to make the postseason the second worst odds in the nfc but as you evaluate this seahawks team throughout training camp throughout the preseason what's your outlook for seattle in 2022
4: i see them going seven and ten again this season they did in the 2021 season i see them looking at the the schedule seven and ten so i see them beating the 49ers i see them taking over the falcons and the jets and the giants and the panthers you know so i see them going seven and ten now I also have faith that if they clean up their tackling on the defensive side that was the one thing that really stood out to me in the last game is that their tackling was awful if they can clean up the tackling and really develop the the youth here they might be more dominant than people are anticipating and if we can keep our running back room healthy this offensive line as they showed can be dominant in the run game. I think that that was a little bit of a surprise because people were questioning whether or not Charles Cross and Abe Lucas coming from past heavy um, offenses in college could run block. And they showed very much so this last game that they could do that. So they might surprise people in the run game in their ability to control the clock and um, also on the dominate on the defensive side of things. So I'm hoping to be surprised, but I think it's seven and 10
1: the five and a half win total for seattle it's a number they have gone over 12 straight seasons in fact eight of those 12 years they've won double digit games and the bottom like Michaela mentioned was seven wins like they had last season it's a new quarterback but dk metcalf is there tyler lockett is there there is some consistency in the pacific northwest for the seahawks but as you compare them to the browns this or excuse me to the Uh, Bears this year Michaela both teams a five and a half win total they face off against each other tonight in week number two to start off this preseason do you think Seattle at the end of the day when the regular season is done will end up with a better record than Chicago
4: I think that they will I think that it will be very close I don't think it's going to be a big spread in, in regards to the win loss ratio there but I think that At the end of the day, if Russell Wilson wasn't traded, people would be having very different conversations about the talent on the Seahawks team. If Russell Mm -hmm. Wilson was still on the team, they would be looking at the Seahawks team as a whole and really be, they'd be playoff bound. There would be no question about it. And I understand the importance of the quarterback role in getting to that point, but this team and what they're doing and how they're retooling this offense and this defense feels to me very 2011, 2012, 2013-esque. And that they very well could go back to the super bowl here i'm gonna say contenders in 2024 the season in 2024 if they retool this correctly and they find another franchise quarterback whether it's through the draft or one of these guys pans out or they trade for a guy i think that they'll be contenders in 2024 but i do think that they have a better a more talented team than the bears at this point
1: It's a really good point because last year with Russell Wilson at quarterback, the Seahawks were expected to contend for a very competitive NFC West. There's a lot of changes, but as Michaela laid out, a lot of consistency still. Pete Carroll, still the head man up there in Seattle. All right, Michaela, only a minute left here. The Storm, a four and a half point favorite against the Mystics tonight. You will be in attendance. How do you break down this matchup?
4: Well, the Storm are going to win because they're amazing. Uh, Brianna Stewart jewel lloyd sue bird man this is a season i would love nothing more than sue bird to walk away with another championship title she's incredible her character is incredible her leadership on that team is incredible but i think that they're going to come out with a win over the mystics and uh show out tonight
1: i've been looking at the storm all season long something cosmic something magical about sue bird in her final year in the WNBA. just keep an eye on Seattle throughout the WNBA postseason Michaela Mattis joining us here on the morning after on this Thursday bright and early out in Seattle to preview the Seahawks week two game in the preseason against the Bears and a little WNBA playoff action as well catch all of Michaela's Seattle expertise on the Pacific Northwest Showdown podcast Michaela thank you so much for your time on this Thursday thank you We round out the morning after up next. The end of our two hours together. A bye-bye-bye best bet before we go. Thanks for joining us here on TMS.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: Closing out our two hours together here, live on the morning after on this Thursday on Sports Grid. Sirius XM channel 159. That's the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. All across the Sports Grid network. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us here on this Thursday. A thorough Thursday preview of a football Thursday live on TMA. Week two of the National Football League preseason begins tonight in the Pacific Northwest. Michaela Mattis just joined the show. From Seattle to break down that game. We had Mike Blewett earlier on in the opening hour, and I give you my thoughts on the best bet for tonight's NFL Week 2 preseason opener between the Seahawks and the Bears. So before we say farewell and before we say goodbye, it's time for another preseason best bet, and it it's time for Bye Bye Bye. The total for tonight's game between the Bears and the Seahawks has been going bonkers all morning long. Seattle on the spread right now, a three-point home favorite, down by the hook from three and a half, where it was earlier this morning. For most of the week, leading up to tonight's game, the total was at 40 and a half. When we started the show today, it was 40. Midway through the show, it got up to 41 for that over-under. It is dropped by a point and a half, currently live on the FanDuel Sportsbook, to thirty nine in a hook i like where that market is going i have the under of the 40 and a half here's why of course we know the strong over trend so far throughout this nfl preseason of the 17 games we have seen including the hall of fame game now two weeks ago 14 of the 17 have hit the over last week in week number one of the preseason 11 of the 16 games the two teams combined to score 42 or more points I don't expect that to be the case tonight. I think the market has overreacted slightly, moving up that total to 40-plus, now down to 39-and-a-half. And And I don't think, based on the quarterback competition in Seattle with no Drew Locke tonight, maybe the offense slows down just a tad. Under 40-and-a-half or maybe even 39 in a hook as well. The morning after, each and every weekday, live right here on SportsBread. It starts at 9 a.m. Eastern time. I'm Ben Stevens, and we'll talk tomorrow.